Hi, welcome to For the Bride of the Lamb podcast with Princess Vivian. Our topic today is this question. Has the serpent beaten you? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your blessings, your favors, your mercies and grace. Father, we ask you to be with us today. Open our hearts, our minds, our understanding and teach us your word. May your word come into our hearts, germinate, take root and bear fruit that will last and bring glory to your name. Father, may your word transform our lives renew our minds and heal our flesh we ask you of all these things in jesus precious name amen the serpent was first mentioned in genesis 3 where it was used by satan to deceive eve in the bible serpent represents satan We can see that in Genesis 3, verse 1, it says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field that the Lord God has made. And he said to the woman, Did God really say, You must not eat from any tree in the garden? This is the enemy. He came in the disguise of the serpent to speak to the woman. Then in Revelation 12, 9, it says, And the great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. Yes, he puffed himself up in heaven, wanted to usurp God's authority and to become God. But he was sent down because he deceived one third of the angels, unfortunately, and they followed him and they were sent down. And here he is called that ancient serpent, pointing back to the garden where he began to use the serpent again revelation 22 says he seized the dragon that ancient serpent who is the devil and satan and bound him for a thousand years hallelujah a time is coming when he will be bound that ancient serpent called the devil and satan So, Satan is being referred to as the serpent in the Bible. In Numbers 21, 5-6, we're going to see what happened in the wilderness to the children of Israel when they were coming out from Egypt. It reads, And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we loathe this worthless food. Wow! 
wow what are they calling worthless food manna that god rained down from heaven the bible calls the manna the food of the angels the food of the champions these are the people that were delivered from slavery they were going to a land filled with milk and honey flowing with milk and honey that the lord has picked out for them and look at them murmuring look at them calling what god is doing in their midst look some what less food what are you doing in your situation today god may be doing something in your life and you may be murmuring because sometimes what god is doing in our lives robs us the wrong way it's not what you want to do ordinarily because he said that his ways are not our ways his thoughts are not our thoughts as long as it's from the lord you can always ask for the grace to do it instead of murmuring murmuring is not welcomed by god it is a sin in the eyes of the lord it is actually a lack of faith in god The Bible says that without faith it is impossible to please God. When we speak against God's appointed leaders, be it spiritual or those in authority over us in any capacity, even the political leaders, he takes it personal. Because in Romans 13:1 the Bible says Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except that which is from God. The authorities that exist have been appointed by God. 1 Peter 2:13 says the same. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to the governor we have to submit naturally we don't want to submit everybody wants to be his own master and lord but unfortunately in the kingdom of god it's not that way we have a lord jesus is our lord he says do not call anybody lord or father or teacher for you have one father who is in heaven and you have one teacher the lord jesus the messiah you see these people thought that they were speaking against moses but it was against god because god sent moses jesus says in matthew 10:40 he who receives you receives me and he who receives me receives the one who sent me In the same token he who rejects you rejects me and he who rejects me rejects him who sent me God is big on delegation God lifted his protective hand and the serpents 
that were in the wilderness all along began to bite them. That's what happens when we disobey God. Disobedience to God exposes us to the attacks of the enemy. Most often we suffer the consequences of our disobedience and we turn around and blame God. When God tells us what to do and we think that we got it, we can do it our own way, then he will just stay aside and watch you. He's not going to force you because he has given you and I free will. If you and I stay close to God and obey him as he directs us, the enemy will be waiting forever to get to us, but he will never get to us. Psalm 91.1 says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. The shadow of the Almighty is where the Almighty is because your shadow is where you are. So you are abiding with God and His shadow covers you and the enemy cannot come near. But when we disobey, guess what happens? We take ourselves away from that place. God did not move. We moved by disobeying. Even if it's due to your disobedience, you can go back. You can acknowledge that you have sinned. Look at what they said in Numbers 21.7. And the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he takes away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. Moses did what? Moses prayed for them. Despite their murmuring, thanks be to God. Moses is called the meekest man in his generation. I know if it were you and I, we will not even listen to them. We will blame them for everything wrong that has happened in that journey. But no, Moses prayed for them. Thank God for his mercy. The Bible says that he is rich in mercy, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. God is rich in mercy. If you take one step to him, he will take the rest a million steps towards you, running like the prodigal son. He went and asked the father to give him his own share of inheritance. He took it and went away and squandered it. But when he came to his senses, according to the Bible, he came back home. And the father was at home, you know, scoping the horizon. As soon as he saw somebody walking like his son, he ran to him. That's your heavenly father. When you turn to him, he will run to you. But he will not come to you unless you want to come to him. Because he gave you a free will. He's not going to just walk into your life and begin to, you know, change things. No, you have to warn them. He doesn't give his precious pearls to swine. That's what the Bible says, not me. 
Everything from God is precious. He doesn't waste his time when he knows that it's not going to be fruitful. He's not going to come beg you, hey, come back home. Or, hey, pray to me, ask me for help. But when you do, you will be sure that he will answer. The key in our relationship with God is to acknowledge when you have offended him. Just like in any relationship. God is not surprised that you and I sinned. But will you acknowledge that you have done wrong and apologize and determine to obey? Even in your, in your determination, you will still fail. But if your heart is right and you really want to submit to him, he will surely help you and you will disobey less and less. So what is biting you today? Has the serpent beaten you with sickness, depression, addiction of different kinds, chaos in your mind and home? Is it financial problems, marital issues, children running with the wrong crowd? Is it unrest in your workplace? Whatever it may be, whatever the enemy is biting you today with, there is an answer for you. Numbers 21, 8-9 says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and mount it on a pole. When anyone who is beaten looks at it, he will live. Hallelujah. So Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on a pole. And if a serpent beats anyone, he will look at the bronze serpent and live. And Jesus repeated this in John 3, 14-15. Just as Moses lifted up the serpent, the snake, in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone believing in Him may have eternal life. Jesus is always the answer, solution, and the antidote to the problems of man. Hebrews 12.2 also says, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. The word of God has answers to every problem you and I are facing down here. You can search the Bible for what it says about what you're going through today. Jesus is the Word of God made flesh. Talk to Him. If the problem you are facing right now is due to your own fault, it's time to repent. Run to God for help. Acknowledge your wrong. Apologize and ask Him for help so that you can get help. Many people are so strong in themselves to the extent that they will not ask for help. They'd rather die than ask for help. That's pride, my friend. God is waiting for you to ask Him for help. Jesus died for you to give you salvation, to save you from everything that is biting you today. 
They went to Moses and pleaded with him to plead with God. And God forgave them. He is the same today, yesterday, and forever. He will forgive you too. Then after you apologize, resist the devil in the name of Jesus. Because we have been given authority over him in this new covenant. We are in the new covenant right now. James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you as in terror. If you don't submit to God, the enemy will laugh at you when you try to resist him. Why? Because you are in disobedience like him. He's not going to listen to you. But when you submit to God, then you can resist him and he will flee. Without submitting to God, you don't have that power and authority in and of yourself. You have to walk hand in hand with God for that authority given to you to walk. Ask the Spirit of God who is in you to guide and direct you. That's why He lives in you. And do whatever He tells you. We try to make our own plans and ask God to bless them. No, you ask God what he wants you to do in this situation and you wait for an answer. May not come right now, may come in a week or in a month, but keep waiting what you do from the time you finish your prayer till the answer comes, matters, can make you or break you. Stand on the word of God, keep waiting on the Lord until you get a clear answer. Don't be in a hurry. The enemy will come and ask you what you're going to do. You ask for this since one month. No answer yet. So what now? You need to tell him to go to where he belongs. That you are going to wait for the Lord until the answer comes. Check to see how, where, and when you open the door for him to come in and close that door. Ephesians 4.27 says, And give no opportunity to the devil. We give him way more opportunities than we are supposed to. We are not supposed to give him any opportunity because when he comes in, guess what he's going to do? He's going to steal, kill, and destroy. Nothing good comes from him. So if you have said anything that opened the door for the enemy, you can cancel and nullify it in the name of Jesus. Again, the Bible says that anger is one of the things that opens the door for the enemy to come and still kill in our lives. That's why the Bible says that we should not allow the sun to set on our anger. Deal with your anger. Don't go to bed with that. The enemy is going to come and begin to feed you with rubbish. Make you see things that were not there before. Magnify the whole problem. And you begin to think about how to revenge. Meanwhile, God says, do not revenge. Vengeance is mine. That is where murder begins. God knows what he's saying when he says, do not allow the sun to set on your anger. So, if you have opened the door, close it. Go make amends with whoever you are having quarrels with. We are supposed to be humble. Humble ourselves. 
It takes humility to go and apologize. That is what God requires of you and I. Even if we seem to be to look like the weak one, let it be. In their eyes we may be weak, but in God's eyes we are strong. We are his obedient children. We are doing what he told us to do, and he will reward us for that. Don't allow pride to hold you back and you become disobedient because when you do, guess what? You forfeit God's protection and open the door for the enemy to come and bite you. You don't want that. These people were beaten because they murmured. They made that statement they made and God allowed the serpents to come and bite them. Did God send the serpents? No. The serpents have been in the wilderness all the while, but God has been protecting them. He just lifted his hands of protection. Because when you disobey him, he's going to leave you alone to do your thing. But he's going to leave with everything he has, his protection included. Even if what you're going through is not due to your making, because the Bible says that it has been given to us not just to believe in Christ, but to suffer for him. But the same Bible says, if you're suffering because of the name of Christ, that we should rejoice because the Spirit of God rests on us to help us go through it and be sure that your reward is waiting for you. Not just in heaven, beginning from here, but ultimately in heaven. So whatever you are going through today, the answer is Christ. Just cry out to God. Don't be too strong in yourself. I got this. You don't get anything. Jesus says that apart from him, we can do nothing. And he is right and you are wrong if you say that you got this. No wonder you are in a mess. Don't say that. Nobody got it. I tell you, the strongest of us all is not strong. It's not strong at all. Because what we are fighting is not flesh and blood. Principalities, powers, things you can't even see, but they are so real, as real as the next person by your side. So despite what's going on, what's biting you, what the enemy has introduced into your life, if you run to God, just make a step, cry out and watch him deliver you from it. And you will be glad because Jesus died to save you, not just from your sin, but from everything you and I are going through here, from everything the devil will throw at you in this life. Run to God and he will deliver you. And when you do, you will be in peace. The peace of God will garrison your heart. So don't just sit there and say that you got it. Jesus got it for you. So go to him and allow him to help you. All right? Until I come your way next time, remain blessed. Do not be too strong in yourself. Go to the Lord in prayer with your problems.